Greetings. Welcome to Sippin' Tea with D. This is your host, Deirdre Simmons. Thank you for joining us this evening. Teachers, educators, we all can think of one who has impacted our lives. Teachers are innovators, change agents. They have shaped and molded some of the most brilliant minds of our world. Yet, their own needs are often neglected. As the position of teacher has specific educational requirements and certifications, the importance of the role of an educator is often minimized. This has become even more apparent during the pandemic as the heads of our country have been critical of teachers who were afraid to return to the classroom for fear of catching a deadly virus. They're now being called names such as petty, and sensitive to the needs of our children, even selfish, despite the many hats that teachers wear in the classroom. Some are looked upon as mom, dad, nurturer, supporter, influencer, even friend. However, I decided to sit down with some educators to share in their experiences. My goal is to provide a different perspective and to allow others to hear how educators are actually affected by the implementation of things like virtual learning, how they miss the engagement with their children, how they're faring at home, working, and being parents sometimes themselves, and most importantly, how they're maintaining their own health in order to remain effective in their roles. So, join us in this discussion. Move in close, grab your tea, and take a listen. You certainly don't want to miss this. Thank you, ladies. Good evening. Thank you for joining us here at Sippin' Tea with D. Uh, this is your host, Deirdre Simmons. Uh, tonight, uh, as I told you guys, we're having a very, very interesting discussion uh, that's affecting us on a different level here in the world. We've all been victim of COVID. Uh, you know, we've had to change our lifestyles, our day-to-day. Uh, in particular, Um, I want to take a look at um, how it is not just affecting um, our children. Education has been hit very, very hard by COVID. Uh, Many teachers have not been able to return to the classroom in most places. In other places, teachers have been uh, forced to return to the classroom, uh, many which feel that it is an unsafe place. Uh, But I want to dig a little deeper and talk more about um, how we're faring. You know, how how are we doing during this time as an educator uh, during the COVID season? Um, Oftentimes, when we talk about educators, people forget how much educators are selfless and give so much of themselves. Um, It's not just a job for them, but it's a mission. And many times people forget that. And they don't realize the onset that's put on educators in terms of not just caring for uh, the day-to-day, the reading, the writing, and the learning in the classroom, but many educators wear several hats. We nurture our students. We are parents. Um, sometimes, you know, we are counselors. Uh, you know, we're friends. We're that listening ear. So we extend ourselves quite a bit, and often um, that is not recognized. So I wanted to. Uh, I have a group of friends here, as I said, and we're going to share some experiences. Um, so first, I'd like to welcome uh, Keisha. Denise, Tanika, and Tynese. Welcome to Sipping Tea with D, ladies. Good. Good. How are you this evening? Good. 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 Good, good. So before we get started and we start talking and unpacking here, I love (laughs) to ask my guests, what are you drinking this (laughs) evening? I have some... 
So I have some lemon and honey hibiscus tea. This is something new. I got it from one of those little specialty stores. But uh, that's what I have this evening. Denise, could you tell us what you're drinking this evening? Oh, I'm a peppermint tea girl. Mm. That's, that's my thing. I love it. I stick with my peppermint tea. Yeah, peppermint tea. Okay, I love peppermint tea. What about I you, Tamika? What do you have? A little bit of ginger and lemon, chamomile tea. Oh, oh. oh. that is one of my favorites. That is one of my favorites. And Tynese, what do you have? I'm I'm having a little bit of the ginger lemon as well. I am a ginger girl all the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that ginger that nice dingy yeah. feeling that it gives us right, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and Keisha last but not I least love vanilla what are you chai. drinking this evening so that's mm. a, I'm a vanilla I'm a chai girl Ooh. Yes. <laughs> oh wow that sounds nice and smooth nice and smooth well again I want to thank you ladies for joining me and uh, sharing some of your tea with me uh, let's start off with uh, you know, we're all educators. And um, and as I said earlier, education is not just a job, it's a passion. And it's really, really, uh, you know, important that, um, you know, we don't always get to speak. You know, we don't always get to talk about, uh, you know, how we're feeling and what's going on. Oftentimes, it's like being a parent. You know, you, you, it's not really uh, attractive mm-hmm. if a parent complains about being a parent. You know what I mean? <laughs> so sometimes being an educator is, is very similar. You know, uh, you know, people can go to work every day and they may not be happy with some things and they may make some complaints. But as teachers, we're kind of expected, you know, to to get a, to go along with everything and you know, because of the type of work that we do not to, uh, you know, not to really complain about anything. So it's not about complaining, but I wanted to create a space where we could just have dialogue and just kind of, you know, share experiences and, you know, let others know exactly what it is that we're going through and what's going on. So starting with uh, Tanika, Tanika, can you uh, please uh, tell us how long you have been an educator? Tanika? Okay. Tynese, I'm sorry. Can you pick that up for us? How long have you been working in education? Yes, I've been in education for uh, about 18 years. Um, Early childhood, elementary ed, um, and the 18 years, not including the time, like times like during high school and during college where I worked in a childcare facility. Um, But 18 years, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Long time. Okay, so you've pretty much dedicated a large part of your life to working with children and the betterment of children, correct? Okay, okay. And what about you, Keisha? Almost 20 years. uh, Education. So as soon as I graduated out of college, undergrad, I went straight in. So, but okay, okay, awesome, awesome. I was going to say, and what about you? um, Oh, I'm sorry. Pre K. Second grade and current, I'm a special ed teacher, mm-hmm. sixth through eighth. Wow, awesome. So you've kind of gone through the channels Correct. of servicing our children mm-hmm. in different areas. Mm-hmm. Yes, that sounds wonderful. So you do you have aspirations of going even farther I in do. terms of administration and things of that nature? Um, I'm looking into mm-hmm. becoming a principal one day. Oh, yes, I am. Okay. So currently, okay. I am in a doctoral program. Uh, thank you. Oh, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. That is, that's awesome. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we got to let that 20 years of experience definitely um, that you have a lot to bring to the table to a role such as a, a, a principal. You. So that would be great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having worked with you in the past, I know how passionate you are and how dedicated you are. So that's, that's, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, Denise, uh, how many years have you worked in education? I'm at 20 years in education. Um, most of the time, kindergarten. I've done first. Okay. A little bit of second. And I'm currently a teacher coach. 
Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, that's a role that oftentimes people, uh, you know, don't think about because you're preparing those who deal directly with the kids on a daily basis. You're giving them the tools and uh, the skills that, uh, you know, helping them with the skills that they need to uh, service our children. Correct. So that that's a wonderful place to be. Awesome, awesome. So we got a lot of veterans here tonight. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Today. Yeah, and we have a similar role. Den- yeah, Denise. a lot of veterans. Yeah. A lot of we experience. have a similar role. I um, I'm a an instructional coach as well. So yeah. Awesome. Coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is awesome. So we got to you know using using this to all with all this experience and all this knowledge that we have here, ladies. Um. You know, and just thinking about all the changes that we've gone through over the last eight to nine months with uh, COVID, I have to ask you, um, you know, how does, uh, you know, working during this, this time, how do, how do you feel that you're being treated as an educator? I'll take this question. <laughs> Um, I feel as though sure. we are looked upon as glorified babysitters. Um, I really, yeah. I really okay. feel strong Absolutely. about that, um, especially right now going through this pandemic and um, having the kids, the children mm-hmm. to log on. Um, the parents, some of the parents are frustrated because their children is not logging on. Um, Teachers are also frustrated Mm -hmm. because we're constantly calling parents and they're getting upset because their children is not getting, you know, getting on. And um, it's just the back and forth. But I just really feel as though we're glorified. They look upon us as babysitters. And that's interesting because... um, you know, with all the education and certifications that teachers acquire, I mean, uh, Keisha, you just stated you're working on, a, you're in a doctoral program, uh, and that's no small feat at mm-hmm. all. So with all the education and certifications and things that are required to work in this field, um, you know, it's, it's sort of disheartening to... Uh, be seen as, you know, you know, as a, as, you know, uh, a glorified babysitter as opposed to an educated professional. So Deidre, can I just add, can I add, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like we've always Mm -hmm. been treated as such. Like coming from being a kindergarten teacher, I I felt like, I Mm -hmm. felt like that prior, post, pre-pandemic. Let's say mm-hmm. that. So you felt, so you've actually felt this I way post-COVID. I definitely yes. can agree. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I definitely can agree. We've always been treated. So do you think that, so you think the pandemic uh, kind of like brought to light like some of these issues, like it kind of brought them to the surface? I mean, for the parents it did. Yeah. You know, they, they have to deal with their students, but I, I have always felt that they don't feel like dealing with their exactly. students. So they send them off uh, it's one thing to say I can't educate. I don't have the knowledge base to um, to educate them, but they're, they're not supportive on the behavior yes. issues, um, which is which is what hinders us and facilitating an academic setting. I can't teach your child if mm-hmm. I'm busy corralling their behavior. Right. 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 And that's a tough space to be in because uh, teaching virtually uh, brings about so many challenges just in that alone, not to mention some of uh, the the, the needs that we would normally have to address even uh, in in a building setting with with our scholars, you know, just just even, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, social emotional issues. Uh, you know, things of that nature. There's mm-hmm. some learning, you know, learning disabilities, things of, of that nature. So just having those alone as well as having to deal with now the challenges of a virtual setting. Um, and even, let's, I'm going to even take it further with the impact of yes. uh, COVID has had on people socially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because there's not a lot of daily interaction. And many of us know that from working with students, oftentimes the socialization that they need, they didn't necessarily get it on a different level Mm -hmm. except for coming to school. So now they're not getting it on that level. And they're limited now in some of those, uh, you know, and some habits or behaviors that, they, they 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 would normally exhibit at home you know when you're in it in the building it sort of brought different you know you it was almost if it would they had to uh step up to the plate in a sense where they had to change their behavior change their language you know because that particular setting dictated a different mm-hmm. type of behavior but now as a part of the COVID season in your home you're more relaxed you're watching tv i mean i've i've taught students and i've heard uh, all sorts of you mm. know, colorful language in the background. Uh, I've even had students being disturbed, you know, during a lesson. You know, I have to go do a, do something for my mom or do something for my dad, um, things like that. So it is really brought about or brought to light, um, you know, people. Uh, the way in which people see educators, you know, the way they which the, in way the way in which they view our role. So the fact that you said even before COVID that you know we could probably say that you know some of these things were already there. I think in a sense COVID is absolutely even heightened some of that. I, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think, Denise? Yes, I absolutely agree. It is absolutely heightened some of those things. Um, the the parent stress level has gone up as the, as the educator stress level awesome. also um we're trying to make a a balance between um educating the students and 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 supporting the parents needs because at this point we're we're educating both of them absolutely you know what I mean we're trying to sh- yeah. mm-hmm. show you how to maneuver this online system before we can move on and actually teach um the students so it, it, it's kind of you know goes hand in hand at this point virtually we're, we're doing both mm-hmm. and I don't you know I guess a lot of I understand the parents frustration and, and the fact that they don't understand it or they don't want to be bothered by it I guess that's that could be that could be their their other mindset but it's a struggle for everybody yes now, when you say a lack of understanding, do you mean in terms of pedagogy or just <laughs> at what hour was I, I was in ped- pedagogy because I think that intimidates. I oh, think yes. that our degrees at certain points intimidate parents. You know what I mean? Their thing is, I didn't, I did not go to school. I don't have a degree to become to be an educator, and I am with you on that one. I totally understand that. So, so we need to bring stuff to their mm-hmm. level. You know what I mean? Using the using the term mm-hmm. pedagogy mm-hmm. to a bunch of educators is one thing, but using it to parents, some parents yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you I think it also has a lot to do with with the audience. I think it has a lot to do with the audience and and mm-hmm. being on um, both mm-hmm. sides of the fence, which um, you know, as an educator and a parent, um, it. It has a lot to do with one society, mm-hmm. right? And in regards to how um, the profession is viewed, absolutely. Um, two, another big uh, another big factor there is we are also now in other people's mm-hmm. homes, so that's, true. that's another that's another perspective to look at it from. Mm. So you, yes, we have um, these set set standards for what needs to happen in an educational institution but now we are also in someone's space now how do you uh figure out how to um set expectations and boundaries and reinforce them with your student as your student but they're also in their home setting you know and so being able to be uh, uh aware of that you know and I, I, we, I believe, I mean, we are, we understand those things, but at the same time, it's, do we really understand? And so I think also as educators, um, owning mm-hmm. that piece to be able to say, okay, let's put some things in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So mm-hmm. someone at home mm-hmm. may feel like it. Mm-hmm. And because of mm-hmm. all the stressors of COVID, it could be a loss of job. That's it could true. be I'm a parent and I have three or four mm-hmm. children and I'm trying to manipulate mm-hmm. all three or four children mm-hmm. on this program. And I could be a highly educated woman with a degree, but in another area, you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's also a foreign language because that may not be my area of expertise. It may not be because um, I have struggles with comprehending it or understanding it. It's because my mm-hmm. area of expertise may be somewhere mm-hmm. else, right? right? So it's like going to the doctor and they're mm-hmm. writing you a prescription right. and right. you're like, what does it say? Okay. And it's not because you're an ignorant person, but you may be ignorant to that, to that area mm-hmm. of, of, um, you know, of content. So you're unable to, you need someone to break it down to you. Right. Right. So one being mm-hmm. able to say, let's grant grace mm-hmm. for our, ourselves as well. Right. And also yes. Yes. we as educators, mm-hmm. we all we already wear so many hats. Even when it's not COVID. We you're the you're the you're the mama, you're the That's father, true. you're the counselor, you're the you're the doctor, you're the educator, you know, you're all of those things in one. You're the psychologist, the hairdresser, right? <laughs> You're the psychologist, you're the hairdresser, you're my daughter needs to shoe on the list. Exactly. She's yep. school. You know, you know, you yes. know all those you the mom and the dad come. too. You the mom and the dad right, too. Right, right. Exactly. And we also come from a place where once again, we're all we're already going through a space where we're, we're dealing with systemic oppression mm-hmm. for our people of color. That's true. Right. And so this is a gen- this is right. a generational yes. thing. And yes. so yes. I, I look at it from a point of view where I say mm-hmm. we are already in a space where we're being judged, right? Mm-hmm. And we're already in a space. And when I say we, mm-hmm. I mean we as a people. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And mm-hmm. it, 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 yes. it's for us to, let, let's seek to understand because now we're at a level of maybe a level of education. We're at, in a space where, you know, we can reason with those things. But there are some people who just didn't didn't have that same experience. You know, and also looking into the household and you're able to see these things. And you're like, oh, our babies are coming to school and experiencing certain things. Now I see why, mm-hmm. you know, their responses are this way. Right. So now it's just like, all right, how do we help these babies? At the same time, you may be getting cursed mm-hmm. out. At the same time, a mom may get online and say this X, Y and Z. So, you know, yeah, it's draining and it's exhausting. Right. Um, but I think also being. It is. It is. You know, also is. being transparent mm-hmm. about what some underlying issues are that allows it. And I'm not saying allow the disrespect, um, but at the same time, understanding, you know, where these things may be surfacing from and then like figuring out what resources can we rely on and get for support. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants their kid to do well. Absolutely. I, you know, it may look different. Mm-hmm. It just may look different for everybody, you know. So, you know, I'm just coming with like that perspective there. Wow, that's 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 an interesting mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. 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 No, that's really no ser- seriously, uh, Chinese. That's a really interesting everybody. point because you said success looks different mm-hmm. for everybody. So if, if we're if you're interacting with someone who may not have graduated from college or excuse me or even have graduated mm-hmm. from high school. Um, the the mere fact that their child is matriculating, mm-hmm. you know, every year may just be mm-hmm. enough, you know, that just may be enough for them. And to to add, you know, sometimes that added pressure or those additional questions or taking people out of their comfort zone, it just may be too much yep. for them mm-hmm. to bear. Um, and and I and, and and we and you know we go into this and we understand that and we know that. But for to me and for me at this particular juncture, uh, you know, with all with understanding that and with knowing that and all that we take on, because we do this willingly. Like I said, it, it, it's, it's bigger than just a job. It's a mission. It's a passion. However, exactly. Where do we get our support? So what does support look like for us? Um, you know, I, I have to ask you guys, especially, you know, I, I know we all have different roles in education, but do you feel supported in your mm-hmm. environment? Do you feel supported by your administration? And if you are mm-hmm. an administrator, in what ways are you supporting those that work underneath you? 
because we're mm-hmm. suffering too. You know, you know, we're, we're we have families, mm-hmm. and and we're you know, Chinese. You mentioned that you're a mom. I mean, so you're you're wearing your hat. You're you're playing teacher, mother, father, everyone to everyone all day. You're coaching te- other teachers, but in what ways are you able to support others? Like, you know, do you feel? I'm gonna ask Keisha uh, first. Keisha, no, how do, do you not, feel about that? Are, or do you feel supported in, in your environment? Um, mm-hmm. And prime example today, um, my principal and I, we had a misunderstanding because the simple fact is I'm not receiving. I'm hearing that the district, a lot of mm-hmm. teachers are not receiving all their emails. So I'm being reprimanded because the simple fact that um, I was I missed the meeting. And then also at the meeting, I was I was told that the teachers were getting um, fussed at because their children are not turning on the cameras. And once again, as was stated, we cannot make these children turn on cameras. We're invading their homes. Any circumstances could be going on in that home. Prime example, you know, parents walking past, some parents cursing, some mm-hmm. parents are not dressed. Some um, students are embarrassed in regards to their environment. So I don't understand mm-hmm. why principals are not being understanding, but coming down upon us as teachers. We're doing the best we can um, under these circumstances. We're learning the program. We're learning Zoom. We're learning the different programs that we have to put in the Google Classroom mm-hmm. or so. So I, my suggestion would we all need to just work together and go through this together. I mean, mm-hmm. and then I understand he also is getting mm-hmm. pressure from his boss. And I understand that. I, I truly understand it. But once again, we are your staff. We are a team. We are supposed to be a family. We should be working together. And you shouldn't be tearing down your teachers. You need us. We need you as our leader. We look for it. Mm-hmm. We look towards you as the leader to guide us. Oh, that was very interesting, Keisha. I totally agree with everything you just said. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna <laughs> co-sign you, and um, <laughs> thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. So coming out of out of classroom is not much different. I don't I don't necessarily mm-hmm. feel um, supported because you have. Um, Regulations mm-hmm. from 440 and then regulations from your your school principal. And what 440 wants me to do and what my school principal wants me to do, Absolutely. two totally different things. And so I'm in the middle playing, um, just volleying back and forth, just trying to make it work for me, but on behalf of my teachers. But they don't all always mm-hmm. know that. They don't always know that I'm doing that, that balancing act. So um, my thing is teachers aren't always equipped to handle um, a student's uh, psychological needs. They're there to handle their mm-hmm. academic needs, but they now may not always be able to support them if they're abused at home. They're, you know, they're mentally just going through it. The teacher may not always be able to, to support them, sadly, but some of this stuff is beyond what we are taught in school. It's, it's the beyond the scope of an education degree. So you just got to struggle on and, um, and make it work and hopefully utilize your resources like your school counselor and things like that to help out students. I know one of the things, one of the big struggles also is the student's ability right. to get a meal. Um, how mm-hmm. a, a lot of the students are hungry and hence all of these um, centers where they're passing out um, food um, for the students, the breakfast and, and the lunch. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I want to see how all this, um, I really wish we had, we as teachers, 
yes. had as much support as the um yes as this you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Do. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because because here we are in contract mm. negotiation, and 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 the worry is that we're going to strike. And what about the students? But you know, as we said, mm-hmm. we all have families. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we have students in, in, in our homes. I have a college student in my home. You know, mm-hmm. we, we all exactly. have bills to pay. What about mm-hmm. us? What about our mental well-being? Mm-hmm. What about our financial well-being? What about our emotional well-being? What What about us? I'm using my internet to, to support yes. me mm-hmm. being there to teach. Ain't nobody paying that bill. I'm using my phone. I'm using my phone. Ain't nobody. They're not giving exactly. me no money to support any of these things. These This is just coming out of my paycheck. I'm not exactly. getting a bonus for any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. it's all on me and again that's just a, a prime example of we teachers did. we just make it work mm-hmm. and people don't mm-hmm. don't see the miracles that we make happen on a day-to-day basis and we don't advertise them but we just make them mm-hmm. happen so that we can keep things going academically for our students We we rock stars, if I must say so myself. We are. That is a good yeah. point. That's a good point. Um, when I think about that statement you just made, I I actually had to come out of a role um, as a classroom teacher, um, and it actually pushed me to take that you know uh, more of a leadership step. But uh, things happen for a reason. But I had to actually step out of that role because I gave mm-hmm. my blood, sweat, and tears to an organization to educate mm-hmm. students to support families to then also support teachers um and then when it was time for me to have my own um it was you know i received a salary decrease with only like not too many you know my hours were cut i cut an hour sh- short out of my day mm. just one hour one hour mm. right out of my day and I received a significant pay decrease, which I was still required to do the same amount of work, turn, turn in the same, you know, had the same goals and same expectations as, as any other educator. And all of this, you know, and then my time and everything else. And I said, so wait a minute, I want to be able to be the mother that I can be. So my child is not in a situation where somebody else has to do that for my mm-hmm. child, you know. So, yeah. so I'm giving my blood, sweat, and tears, and all I'm asking for is to be able to pre- pro- provide an environment at home for my child and to raise him the way I would like to raise him and still do my job. Ooh. But that was not an option for me. So I had to mm-hmm. leave after giving years of my blood, blood sweat, and tears, right? Um, hours and hours of working with families, going to student events, because this is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know it's not a nine to five. I know yeah. when you when you become an educator, it is a lifestyle, right? However, is it a lifestyle that forces you to um, not be able to provide what, you know, the mental st- st- uh, stability and the uh, financial stability and the the healthy stability and the, all those things that you need for your own family? Right. And that's that is where yeah. I tussle with it. Um, even going into a leadership position um, as a uh, teacher leader um, with a new organization, you know, new school. You know, I really like it where I am. Um, you know, however, it's still it's still that trying to find that balance, you know, mm-hmm. because in this profession, profession, you become such a workhorse. And like you said, you just make it happen. And you're so used to making things happen. And when you're used to just making things happen, it comes naturally, right? And so now it's like, okay, so now yes. what do I have to do? Am I, am I going to say, all right, I can't take another few more minutes. All, all right, child. All right, son. I have to wait. I, I just need to give another hour to work. Okay, I just need to give another mm-hmm. hour to work. Then where is he getting that reinforcement? Where is he getting that structure? Where yeah. is he, you know, and I'm not just saying this for me because as a first, as a second year teacher, I had five staff members, uh, student, you know, uh, kiddos in my class. And 
and they wanted them to be in my class for a reason. I re- appreciate and respected that because they know I work like a like a mm-hmm. dog, like they do, you know. But at the same time, yeah. I realized there those were the kiddos that weren't getting as much. Those five kiddos needed so much from me because their parents were in the building with me providing that for someone else's kid. Mm-hmm. And so they mm-hmm. were there late nights with their mother and fathers. They were there when parents had late night meetings or had to reschedule meetings, you know, with other families and things like that and doing projects. And those and those children were, you know, eating snacks and bag lunches and, and, and dinners and things like that and out late at night with parents. And these were the educators' children, you know, like, and, and so it's just yeah. like, how do we get the support? And this comes from higher, like, you know, it, it's beyond, you know, just administration at this point. It's a system, you know, so there is a lot of frustration. It is. Um, mm-hmm. 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 You you are so correct. That is absolutely the system. And like I said, I just wish it, it, it was thought upon to um embrace us as educators the way that we brace embrace the um the students. Because when you think about it, if we aren't well or taken care of, then how can we do our best to take care of the students? Now, uh, Denise, uh, you made some very interesting points. I mean, you actually all did. But in particular, I want to, you know, we talk about, you know, how we're, you know, the the issues and the things that teachers have to do and ways in which we have to support our students. But uh, just being a coach, how are you supporting your teachers that are going through, um, you know, that are going through these tough times, that are having difficulty with students and parents, what are you doing to support them and helping them feel better and kind of just get through the day-to-day? Um, there are, like, a number of things. One, I, I definitely try to make sure I'm I'm present. Present meaning I'm paying attention to them and I'm paying attention to um, the things they're mm-hmm. saying, um, what I see them doing. So I'm picking up on anything that might seem a little off, you know, and and if I and if I feel like it is, then I'll make a little comment about it, ask if it's something that they want to talk about, and and go from there. We also do um, social emotional check-ins um, okay. at our professional developments at the start of professional developments, so they could be they could vary. You know, tell us how you're feeling today, or you know, um, doing a calm breathing, um, relaxing exercise. Okay, okay. So teaching them teaching them some things like that. So we try to run the gamut and, and do a lot of different things to help support okay. them okay. Um, and just give them a release. So what is it like grounding type uh, exercise or something like to kind of calm them or whatever? Is that, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. A change in the subject, okay. not talking okay. about education. Let's talk about something personal. So all of those things just right. to give them a moment of, of just, whew, now, Tynese, you're a coach as well. Yeah. Thank you, Denise. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Tynese, you're a coach as well. Are there any things that you're doing in particular, you know, to support those teachers that you're uh, work that you're working with? Mm-hmm. Similar to what Denise said, we also uh, provide opportunities to, you know, what I would say is like mindfulness mm-hmm. and, and be able to um, uh, find that calm and whatever it is that, that you enjoy for you to be able mm-hmm. to to have those moments to yourself to be able to reflect and and just in, enjoy you right so self-care mm-hmm. so normally um at the start every day we, you know we connect at the end of the day and we meet and the first the first portion may be like shout outs right just like shouting out something like special that happened to you or something that made your day great uh, it could be it could be personal it can be you know something that happened during the school day with a student a parent a family member a colleague Um, And then also making sure that we have um, surveys at the end of the week. And um, those surveys will allow you to kind of like, and and they can be anonymous. And if you feel like it, uh, you would like to, you know, speak, speak one, uh, have a one-to-one conversation, then, you know, that's an option there. Um, Just to get a feel of where people are and to listen to what um, their concerns are. 
Um, okay. And then being okay. able to come back, meet as a team and say, this is a common, um, collecting that data and saying this is a common trend that we, we're noticing. So what can we do to uplift or um, come together to be able to uh, bring that joy factor back to um, our team? Um, Absolutely. Another big piece is mm-hmm. just most definitely like building those personal relationships, you know, sort of like what, yes. you know, what Denise was saying, you know, like being able to uh, spend time in those classes virtually to be able to and also to know your people. Right. Right. And right. Um, when you get to know mm-hmm. your people, you mm-hmm. tend to know when they're off. Like Ms. like Denise said, like you'll know when they're off. Um, you can sense when something's a little different. Um, and then people notice that and feel they're comforted by that because they're like, okay, this person genuinely cares about me, um, how I think and how I feel. Um, and, and with that, being able to say, okay, you know, what is it that, so I'll give you an example. A prime example was at the very start, that first week when, you know, we're doing like virtual instruction, um, being okay. able to say, you know, classes are up and running. You know what? How about here's a system that's created where we'll be able to take all of the parent concerns in this in this in this uh, format here. So here, all of parent concerns and questions will go to this hub, you know, and you'll refer them to that hub and then already having like a session where parents know that. And so we took a, a few days where we we're going to say, OK, how about this while you're teaching? We're handling those questions. We're, we're, we're uh, taking off that load for you to be able to do all those tech pieces and create some next steps and call those families. Now, when mm-hmm. I tell you it was an exhausting two days, we had oh, sure. 140, um, uh, 140 uh, I would say, concerns. or And we tackled all of those in, in the matter of one, two days, actually. And it was tough. And it was exhausting on the on the administrators, but it was just like, okay, how can we do this? So in the beginning, they're showing that investment for your teachers, you know, so mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. see that this is what was done here to help support you. You might not always know what we're doing on the back end, but this is what we did to help support your instruction and help support. And do you your, think that? Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no worries. Continue. No, I'm saying, do you feel, do you think that this, the, these, you know, techniques have been effective? Do you think the teachers feel the support? Um, do they show gratitude or, or, you know, um, yes, um, uh, I, I, we often will get a most definitely like, thank you. I appreciate that. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also knowing, um, because, you know, when your team is broken up into, um, you know, small sections when, you know, you have, you know, I'm managing six teachers here and someone else is managing, you know, five teachers here and things like that. So, you know, creating those small pods. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you have a team. It depends on like the setup of your school and the setup of the system that you have to just, you know, to be able to have the capacity to do some of those things, you know. Right. And to be honest, that's still not always enough because what you're already enduring as the educator on that side is, is just still so overwhelming. But um, to be able to say, okay, let's put a dent in this for a minute. And being able to have like monthly, I would say, um, uh, I would say joy hours or social hours, you know, something that's mm-hmm. not always required, but, you know, how about let's do this? Even this is a social distancing activity where some of you want, maybe want to come out at the beginning of the year, we did a, you know, some type of scavenger hunt outside, you know, one to get active, two, we're social distancing, three, you know, we're coming together to have some type of jewelry event, you know, um, whether you want to participate or not, that's totally up to you. But these are, these are some those, outlets and these are some things. Here and those are you. some activities that also help, you know, help us to engage with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, not always focus on, um, you know, what what's going on within the classroom or just, you know, what's going on at all. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we just need those, you know, they tell us often, you know, in uh, morning for morning meetings, meetings and things like that throughout throughout the day to give kids a mental a mental break. Mm-hmm. But you know, those are just as essential for us as well. Absolutely, Whew. yes, they are. <laughs> I'm going to you know. So we talked about my on that one. All right. So we've talked about support. We've talked about our role and how we're viewed. Um, We've also talked about um, misconceptions, you know, even a sense, some misconceptions 
of our role and even some misunderstandings or miscommunications that we can have in terms of even dealing with uh with with the parents and the families that we service in terms of our roles but i think uh essentially um what what i what i would like to know is and what i would like to touch upon is um how are you advocating for yourselves mm. Like, what are you doing to set uh, boundaries for yourselves? I mean, we, we, you know, we spend a lot of time, even during the time pre-COVID, we spend a lot of time in our buildings. Um, we've often, you know, gone the extra mile and, you know, uh, have some of us in some situations have done home visits before. Um, we make phone calls, but in this situation that we're currently in and we're, you know, we, we have families and responsibilities of our own. How, how are you all setting, uh, setting boundaries for yourself? Starting with you, Keisha. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to be honest, Deidre. I don't even think I have setting boundaries for myself. Uh, I wow. really don't. I'm, I'm, I like, I think I shared with you um, the other day. I get up every morning, I come downstairs, log on around 7.45. Sometimes I do not get out of this chair um, until 10 o'clock. Mm. And then mm. also oh, do it again on, on the weekend as well. Right. Because it's always right. something to do um, and try to play catch up exactly. as well. So, exactly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel bad because I... I don't I did not set any boundaries or cut a time off where you know it's just going to be for me I'm gonna take off the whole day because I'm afraid to because I'm afraid that I'm gonna get so far behind and then trying to play mm -hmm. catch up mm -hmm. and it's so important because I'm guilty of the same thing you yeah. know <laughs> I, I, I you know one o'clock in the morning to, I mean literally I spent my Saturday yes. night um, and my Saturday afternoon, literally pre planning, preparing, um, yes. updating. And at one point, I didn't even realize it, but at one point it was like mm -hmm. one o'clock in the morning. And I said, oh my God, like I had no idea, you know, and I feel like I've taken permanent uh, residence at my dining room table, mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me. Because my husband is also a teacher, so he's kind of taken over our den, and then I created this space here, but never with the intention that it would be a permanent mm -hmm. space, meaning that I'm here all the time. So I I'm asking the question, but I'm sort of I'm answering it too because I feel like we all need to set boundaries to help just to sustain ourselves. I mean, it's, it's important. Even uh, the joy that I find, you know, there's a couple of television shows and things that I find a little joy in, you know, that I kind of get a little release. I found myself this week in particular, actually even last week, I DVR those shows, but I, have, I still have yet to catch up on them. And that's what I normally do, you know, during those moments when, you know, I try to kind of sustain myself. And I think it's because of, I think it's with this type of dedication and this type of, because see, we feel that this is normal because we mm -hmm. do it all the time. You know, as educators, we find ourselves in these positions all the time. You know, um, I remember as a, you know, when I first started out in education many years ago, I recall uh, you know, when I would have to mark my papers, I remember taking papers with me wherever I would go. So if I took, <laughs> if I took papers out of the building on a Friday and I was going somewhere Saturday and I knew I was be sitting for a while, I'll take those papers with me and mark those papers while I'm there, <laughs> you know? So you just kind of like you, you make these sacrifices, but it, it's still important, especially now. Uh, I think this is helping us to identify as educators this situation that we must set boundaries to help sustain who we are. We must find time to love on ourselves and, um, you know, to to mm -hmm. release, really, you know, to just simply release. Like, it's really important because you, you give so much of yourself and sometimes... Uh, you need to, you know, we need to fill that bucket up again. We don't always fill it up again. 
you know. Is there anything in particular uh, that you ladies do to sustain yourselves? Uh, Denise, is there anything that you do or Tynese, anything you do in particular that helps to sustain you? Um, I have now shared with, so I have a unique role. I'm a teacher leader um, and the teacher leader role consists of me um, uh, providing instructional coaching for literacy, uh, learning support teachers um, mm-hmm. from K to four as well as still okay. having opportunity to teach small group instruction. So like whether it be small guided reading groups or whatever the case may be. Um, but with that, I am also on the leadership team. So that means I work with um, five, excuse me, six others who are the principal, assistant principals of different areas, whether it's math, whether it's ELA, whether it's specialized services, um, modes of operations and um and our wow. and our um excuse a social work team so we're all together okay. and that is our leadership team there so i bring the perspective mm-hmm. of the teacher so i also have administrative duties but i'm also that that voice that says ah this is not working for our teachers or no this doesn't feel good or this is working okay or this is a good system mm-hmm. or mm, this is really not a good system so it, it, it's it's a kind of tough um, role because, you know, I, I'm the voice to advocate, advocate for my teachers, but I'm also that voice on the other side to hold my fellow colleagues accountable. So right. Um, with right. Yeah, that is a mm-hmm, unique position. Mm-hmm. To have. And, with, <laughs> and with that being said, yeah. I um, have been able to with my leadership team to say, OK, you know what? This is what I do for me. For five, from five to six o'clock, I work out. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's normally from five to five forty. I will not respond to mm-hmm. any emails. I will not answer mm-hmm. any texts. I will not mm-hmm. um, do anything beyond five o'clock. Um, you know, well, excuse me, from five to six because that is my time for me. And um, mm-hmm. and I feel pretty good with it. it. This past week has been kind of, you know, I've been juggling it a little bit, but um, and I also say, you know. Um, who can we, and so we all talked about our thing and how we can hold each other accountable for it. But once again, that's being able to work with a, with a team. And I can honestly say that I work with a pretty good, you know, group, group of people. I, I'm blessed to say that. That okay. doesn't always happen, right? That's true. Uh, I'm not saying right. right. it's perfect. But at the same time, I'm saying that we can be transparent with one another and say, okay, this is what I need to do. And okay, how can we hold each other accountable for it? In order, in order to be the best leaders that we can, so that that time is sacred, and I, mm-hmm. so you know, normally, and sometimes I might not work out during that time. What you know, but that time is. Please don't bother me. Please mm-hmm. don't expect a response because I'm not going to respond during that time. So, but you've been able to find balance, though. You've been able to create that, and then not only that, you have those around you that are respecting those mm-hmm. boundaries that understand, that are allowing you to take that time and do whatever it is that you need to do to mm-hmm. replenish so that you can come back full force. So, and I think that's the biggest thing that people need to understand is that we too need to have that opportunity and that time in which we can rebuild and restore. Um, we often talk about as educators, you know, uh, time of reflection, you know, reflecting in, in terms of our, our uh, excuse me, in terms of our teaching and are you know things that we do in the classroom and strategies but sometimes in your in our, in our reflection sometimes by replenishing excuse me it helps us to to sharpen our our, our eye in in terms of reflection because if i'm exhausted and drained i'm not able to identify or be as um you know, as in tune or intuitive to the things that I need to be if I feel that I am not, uh, if I don't have the energy mm-hmm. to do so. You know, so I think that's important too to, uh, to, to recognize that, you know, that it's imp- that we need to be able to set those boundaries. We need to be able to sustain ourselves and make sure that we are allowing uh, those around us in the same situation to do, to do that as mm-hmm. well. I, you know, Denise, did you have anything that you wanted to add to that? Sure. I um, I try to make sure that I am mindful, like at lunch. I don't always get to take a lunch, but when I do, mm-hmm. I step away from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, that is so true. <laughs> Absolutely. Denise. So true. 
it's just just a little break. Um, like I said, even if if most of the time I'll always get to, but even if it's for fifteen minutes, that time away means a lot. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. It oh yeah, fifteen minutes could be fifteen minutes could be the difference between use uh, a yes and a no. <clears throat> Excuse me, in a situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you walk away, get that fifteen minutes of clarity. You know. Uh, Fifteen mm-hmm. minutes of fresh air, whatever it is, you know, and that it, it definitely can it have a huge difference on on how you're feeling and how you approach things. Um, ladies, I, I definitely want to thank you so much for providing insight, um, for providing your perspectives. Um, I, I think that we have with all the uh, the level of expertise that we have here. I think we got a very good broad view of a lot of things and we were, we're able to give others uh, a perspective that they probably did not have. Um, before I wrap things up, I just wanna ask uh, one other question um, and that is moving forward, what does support look like mm. for you? Ooh, good question. I would say, um, Okay, because we we want those who listen. I'm sorry, Keisha. We want those who listen and those who are in the position to make these these things happen. We want to make sure that when they walk away from listening to this, that they Mm -hmm. take some of that. You know what I'm saying? Into some of these things into consideration. Mm -hmm. So what what do you feel? For me, I just want us all to collaborate to work together. That's what. Yes. Yeah. Teamwork. Good one. Yes. I'm sure is, and that's a huge one. Teamwork and collaboration, yes. they are huge and they are essential mm-hmm. to our mm-hmm. success. <laughs> but to also Definitely. take our to take our feelings, not just the mm-hmm. um feelings of the parents and the students, but to take ours into consideration. Yes. As well. Exactly. You know what's so interesting a- about COVID? I and and, and I, I say this often. You, when you talk about feelings, Denise, it makes me think about the fact that COVID has made it okay mm. not to be okay. And, mm. and this is a time that as an educator, if, if, if I'm coming to you and I'm telling you, you know, just the same, you know, I think Tanise mentioned grace mm. earlier, the same grace that we give parents and we give our give students or that's given to parents and given to students by others should also mm-hmm. be given to us. Yeah. You know, that same consideration of our feelings, yes. you know, you know, we're, we're, we're people too. And we just all talked about time that we give up mm-hmm. time that we don't even dedicate to ourselves and our family. And it's almost to have someone step on your toes or in a sense, say that you're not good enough when your feelings are not validated in a situation. Yep. So I think that's, that's awesome. So teamwork, collaboration, feelings, emotions. Um, Tanis, did you want to add to that um, list? Transparency. So, of, of course, you have to be with a with a, mm. a group of people or a team or at least have someone there that you feel safe enough with and trust to be able mm. to be transparent right. and feel like I can authentically be transparent with you and let you know, like, okay, today is not a good day. It's just not working out for me today, you know? Um, or this moment is not, you know, because I don't want to claim the whole day. That's me with my my, my energy and speaking things. But, you know, um, <laughs> this may not be the moment for me right now. Or this doesn't work for me. You know, I've tried X, Y, and Z, right. but right now I'm exhausted, you know. And so right. I will be better tomorrow, but I need to shut off tonight, you know. And so being able to be have a team or at least someone on your team that you're able to be transparent with and and once again that grace is allowed and say, okay, this is this is what I need to do in order to, to be the best leader that I can be, the best educator that I can be, to be the best mother that I can be, the best wife, or whatever the case may be. Yes. But right now, I am Absolutely. no good to you if my household is not in order. Yeah. I'm no good to you if my household is yeah. not in order. Mm-hmm. So I need to be able to work with someone that I am transparent with. And whether we agree or, you know, we can agree to disagree, that's fine. But this is what I'm doing. And this is my, you know, this is my stance. So that's what I need. (laughs) That's what I need. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have teamwork. We have collaboration. uh, We have feelings, transparency. Uh, I, I think that that is enough 
for anyone who is in the position and even those who are not just to exercise that even with your colleagues, you know, being more of a team player, collaborating more, uh, taking their feelings into consideration. I know when I send out emails, the first thing I always say is, hope you've had a good day today. You know, uh, regardless to what, what the email is, the, you know, the, the, the purpose of it is. Um, but just taking that in consideration um, and being able to, you know, and, and if anyone has the, you know, the opportunity or the ability to be transparent with someone in that, in this setting, um, is definitely, definitely a blessing and helpful. So I think that these are certainly great takeaways for those that are, uh, in the position to make them happen. And, and, you know, our colleagues who also, um, we need to have, be able to have that same grace for one another, but ladies, it has been wonderful for you to come to me tonight and share your tea <laughs> with sipping tea with D. Uh, I think that we've touched on a lot of things. For anyone that's listening, if you have any information or you want to add to uh, this segment, please leave a message on the message board at anchor.fm sipping that's sipping without the G sipping tea with D and I will certainly share it. Um, if you want to provide additional information, please contact me. I would love to hear from you. And remember, we air every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on the Anchor.fm app or anywhere that you receive your podcast. We are available. Have a wonderful evening, and thank you for joining me. Good night. Good night, Good night ladies. Good night, educators. Good night. Good night, educators.